Or you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. You may not Adam and Eve this, but you're listening to the Little Geek Lost podcast. Now hurry up and subscribe before you get yourself in some Barney rubble. All right, sunshine. Hey, this is Fear from the FYFC Podcast Network, and you're listening to Little Geek Lost, and it's so fetch. If you can hear my voice, then you're listening to the Little Geek Lost podcast. And I, Matthew Wilmot, are trapped somewhere inside Mandy's house. Please, send help. This is Iron Man Zach from the Three Lunatics. Here to give you a special message about the Little Geek Lost podcast. If you enjoy this saxophone in the background, you're really going to enjoy this show. So put your pencil protectors, your calculators, and all other gaming accessories aside. Because you're about to listen to the Little Geek Lost podcast. Everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Little Geek Lost. It is my hundredth episode. Woo! Cheer! <laughs> um, it took me a long time to get here, but I am super proud of myself for actually getting to hundredth episode. I've been podcasting for four and a half years, and most people get to the hundredth episode after maybe two years if they do one a week kind of deal. If they're doing two a week, they'll get they'll get there in a year. Um, for me, it took longer, but sticking with it was a huge deal and it's a big accomplishment for me. I have um, really bad ADD and kind of give up things or get bored with things and sticking with something for four years, reaching a 100th episode is a really big deal. Um, I know a lot of people sort of do like big sort of celebrations for their 100th episode. So they'll have like guests on and clips and you know, congratulations and call-ins and all those kind of things. For me, I kind of wanted to talk about my podcast journey, <laughs> how I got to 100th episodes and 100th episodes. Wow, that's, again, I can't speak all the time on podcast, how I got to 100 episodes and sort of the process. Um, we'll start off with a lot of people ask me how I got into podcasting. Why did you start podcasting? I started as a blogger first. Um, Little Geek Lost was my website for my blog and for my freelance graphic and web design and sort of everything else in between. And I turned that into a blog. And so I kind of started blogging and just doing whatever, writing for a few other geeky type websites and stuff. And podcasts were sort of I guess like more mainstream or starting to get more mainstream in 2014 and I kind of decided I would do it. Now a lot of people got into podcasting from Kevin Smith and he's who inspired them. For me it was actually the complete opposite because I was a huge Kevin Smith fan and I've talked about it on episodes before and sort of when the whole view ski message board fell apart is when I started my own website Little Geek Lost because I was lost I was trying to find my place on the internet now that this message board that I'd been a part of for years was gone. So I started my website, my blog. I'd never listened to any of Kevin Smith's podcasts. And to this day, I have not listened to any of them. And it was not him that inspired me to get into it. I think it was just a few other ones, maybe I think like listening to ones on the Nerdist Network and stuff. And that kind of inspired me. It was one of the things where if other people are doing, I can too. 
Um, I did some vlogging on YouTube around the same time and sort of was just like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to start a podcast. So January 30th, 2014 was my first episode <laughs> and I kind of started it with clips from people. I wanted to make it more of a community thing because I didn't have a co-host. I was doing it all myself and I still don't have a co-host. I thought it'd be fun to have clips from people. So I met a few people online, different message boards, the Geek and Sundry site and stuff. And I thought, hey, I will ask you for clips. Send me clips of whatever. So the first one, you know, was sort of about being a geek. And then there was ones about heroes versus villains. So, you know, who if you could be a hero or a villain, which would you be and why sort of deal. That's kind of how I started off. Um, my theme song that I had originally for the first 34 episodes was from a friend that I from the ViewSkew message board, Rob Smith. He's an Irish singer and songwriter, and now he's a DJ and stuff. And so I had a song of his. I had asked him to make one. He didn't have time to do it, but he had this other song laying around that wasn't really released at the time. So he's like, oh, you can just use this if you want. And I loved it, and I still like it to this day. So I'm going to play that now. This is a story about a girl named Molly. Goes around off the trolley, drinks cider and a dolly. She can't get over you. There's nothing that she will do. Now she's off stepping glue. All right, so that was my original theme song. Uh, I think it was just called Molly. And I used it for, like I said, for my first 34 episodes. I used it for my YouTube channel. I love it. I think it's kind of just like ridiculous and really fit with me and my style and everything. Like it almost could have been written for me instead of Molly. It could have been called Mandy. Um, so I had that for a while. I had a lot of other geek songs episodes. Um, I did several ones getting other people to play music because I love music. And I thought, hey, that'd be a really good way to do some podcasts and get content and stuff. So I'd have people on to do music. So there was Debs and Errol, music from the Double Clicks. Uh, Craig and Nuster, like a whole bunch of other people. And so I do music episodes and I've done a few, um, like other than geeky music, just sort of like mixtape style music episodes or whatever, right? Where I've just did, gotten songs from people and played them. Um, so I did a lot of those geeky ones. I threw another Word of the Nerd website that I used to write for. I met some of my favorite Brit people in the world. Jack and Matt and Susie. So I used to have them on. Um, I think Jack was sort of one of the first time I actually got to talk to a British person. So I've always been obsessed with England, the UK and all that kind of stuff. And actually being able to talk to someone from there was kind of really amazing. Um, every podcast with Jack ended up being super long. The first one I believe was probably about two or three hours. And from then on, it was always like three hours minimum. Um, I ended up cutting most of them in half because three hours is a really long podcast. But the funny thing is there's this other podcast I listen to sometimes and I believe it's those conspiracy guys and they have like five hour long podcasts, which I can't even fathom like recording for that long, but then there's no way you could edit it. Like you must have to either take time notes or just sort of put it up the way it is. And then that's going to be a huge file after that. So that's crazy. Mine I always kept to two hours if I was going to release it in one shot if it was a three hour long conversation I'd cut it in half and with Jack that's where it came up with time travel sandwiches <laughs> because I make 
point form notes and so I had time travel on one line and sandwiches on the other but it decided to word wrap on my phone and became time travel sandwiches and from there I was inspired to start doing little animation things so I would take <laughs> for a while and there's some of them on my YouTube channel on Little Geek Lost the YouTube channel there is clips of audio that I thought were funny and I did really cheesy clip art animation for it so there's some of there and that was probably I think one of the first ones if not the first one for time travel sandwiches and turned into a hilarious thing with Jack. So big shout out and love to Jack and Matt and Susie, um, especially Jack and Matt who I've had on a few times and you know I was doing more kind of guest co-hosting I guess with Matt coming on. Um, but again my grumpy British friend Matt. So love those guys, you know your big inspiration from Intercomics and all the other stuff they're doing now. And it was always a blast to have on. It was always super fun. Um, even though that they laughed and said that, you know, I shipped them <laughs> together and could write, you know, erotic friend fiction <laughs> about them. And it's funny because my husband had asked, like, what was a good podcast to show his mom? And I was like, oh, this one with, you know, Matt was just on and it's kind of more tame or whatever and not weird stuff, like geeky stuff that she wouldn't know. But the very first part of it was talking about how we would Snapchat each other while we were on the toilet. And he was like, you're Snapchatting some dude while you're on the toilet. I'm like, well, it doesn't show anything. It was just funny because that's what people do with Snapchat, right? You Snapchat people while you're going poop. That was kind of funny where I was like, oh, maybe I should have actually listened back to that. So I had a few, you know, British pods and stuff. I had several music ones. Um, and then the biggest one that I had probably was interviewing Recap. So Recap was this band and they've kind of gone separate ways now um but we went to one blizzcon and saw them performing in the community contest i believe it was 2016 2015 around there and they were you know in the community contest and i thought that they were super awesome and just started talking to them on social media and their new album was just coming out so i jumped on board for that and ended up having them on and it was super cool to actually do like an interview that with that wasn't just with people I knew, with people that I was friends with online. And it was his first time with this band and everything, and it was awesome. I had all my questions. And then the funny thing is, it's the first time, and one of the only times still, where I lost the recording. So we go through the Skype call, it's over, and I'm sitting there looking for the file afterwards and stuff, and I'm like, it is gone. The file is just gone. I'm like, it has to be here somewhere. It had to have recorded, like, it's got to be here. I'm digging through all the temp files. I'm searching through all these folders and everything. Like, there has to be something. There was nothing. It had only recorded, like, the first 30 seconds. And I guess the program just crashed and something happened. I wasn't really sure what. So I had to kind of be like, hey, guys, lost the recording. Like, can you come back on? And they were super good about it. Like, they're awesome guys. And it was really good you know that they were able to come back on but I kind of lost something recording it again because I was asking the same questions that I had asked before and I knew what the answers were going to be so it lost that you know the spontaneity of it where you couldn't really pretend like feign surprise anymore be like oh you know that's a really good answer or whatever so I was kind of shitty and whenever I talk to people about you know podcast mishaps or everyone's lost a podcast at some point and I think that that's the one you know I was talking about how I lost that one so <laughs> right around then to I was coming up to my 35th episode and it was for my 35th birthday so it was 2016 and I kind of was like you know what I want to sort of rebrand refocus get a new theme song 
redo my tagline. So I did like a contest online, had people submit their entries, and I got a few really good ones. And I ended up settling on Mary Amber, which is a song that you hear on my podcast now. So that was the one that I picked. She did a short version and a long version, and I thought it was just something that really clicked, and I liked it. So I kind of rebranded around episode 35. And with the new theme song and the new tagline, so it went from tales of a a geek girl trying to find her place on the net to random geek adventures because it is just random geek adventures I kind of found my place podcasting and that whole community so that ended up being what it was um I believe around then too is when I found Potter and Family so Potter and Family is (laughs) with some of my other friends it's a little sore subject but I was I don't even know how I came across it. I must have just saw something on Twitter because I would just search for their podcast and kind of, if I found a podcast that I ended up listening to or liking, I'd end up, you know, contacting them on social media and talking to them and just sort of connecting and networking that way because there's no one locally that I knew that was podcasting and no one else that I knew online was podcasting. So that's how I'd find people. And I found Potter and Family probably on Twitter randomly and there was like you know the community of it and it was like this hashtag but it was this little group and so you could sign up for this slack messaging thing and it was this whole big thing where they just started this hashtag in this movement so you'd add the hashtag Potter and family to your post and they would retweet your tweets and you retweet their tweets and it was really good for networking and connecting to other people and finding other podcasters but a lot of people thought that it meant there would be like guaranteed listens and stuff and guaranteed retweets and my whole problem with it was, yeah, I wanted like the downloads and the listens and people get like so obsessed with numbers and it's just, it's really kind of ridiculous. But more so I wanted to find other podcasters and network and be like, how are you doing things? What equipment are you using? How are you editing? Like, how are you doing social media and that kind of stuff more so than just, you know, forced reciprocal retweets kind of deal. And so there was a lot of like bullshit with it going on, to be perfectly honest, and a lot of behind the scenes drama and one of my really good friends ended up bailing on it because it was just too much drama and bullshit or whatever and I kind of hung around a bit longer and there was like a board thing so you could join the board so I'm like okay cool maybe if I join the board of this then I can kind of have some saying in my voice heard and be like hey like this kind of ridiculous that you're all just super obsessed about numbers but no it turned into more ridiculous stuff with numbers and retweets so it was coming down to like if you use the Potter and family hashtag you had to retweet other people and I know there was a big issue with a lot of other podcasters saying that hey you know their stuff might not be my content so if I do like um like a mom's podcast or whatever I'm not necessarily going to go and retweet all these other ones that are like dude bro comedy shows like ooh the man hour or like you know ones that are sexually explicit and that was sort of like, I think that they were trying to be like, well, if you're, you know, using this and other people are retweeting yours, you have to retweet theirs, whether they wanted to or not, whether it would fit their viewers or not. And then I turned into, well, let's start making a list of people that don't retweet, that just use the hashtag and don't retweet. And it's like, hashtags are free. You don't own it. Anyone can use a hashtag. People who are not podcasters can go out there and use a hashtag that says Ponder Family. There's nothing stopping them. And so to start blaming people or keeping track of people that weren't, you know, doing retweeting necessarily, it kind of really bothered me because like it's the fucking internet, you know, I could do what I want on the internet. 
I can use what I want. Like, you can't. We're not, if someone's not trolling and not being a total dick, then why are you going to, like, keep their name on a list? Like, this is stupid. So I was like, you know who else had lists? The fucking Nazis. And I left. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. I'm out. Done. See ya. And I haven't looked back because you know what? Fuck them. And yeah, for new people, maybe it's good to start out, but I just don't want to deal with their bullshit. I'm not going to be hassled and bullied into doing stuff that I don't want to do. But through there, I met some of my closest podcasting friends and we started Team Fetch, (laughs) which is funny because so the way Team Fetch started, I'm not sure if I talked about this on a podcast before or not, but it was in like the little Slack thing or whatever. And they're trying to talk about how a new hashtag to start or having like different hashtags once a week to kind of spam and get people promoted or whatever. So I can't even remember what mine was. I had some other suggestion and no one's paying attention to it. And Fear from FYFC says something about like, stop trying to make fetch happen, which is from Mean Girls. And I was like, that is awesome. And so we started talking about it, you know, back and forth or whatever. And then his friend Ro from World of Ro kind of jumped on board. And we kind of just, you know, talked back and forth, the three of us, and messaged a lot on Twitter, and, you know, we're on each other's podcasts. And then Iams from Horribly Awkward said that he thought we were all fun and he wanted to kind of have us all on a podcast together. So from there, it evolved into Team Fetch. Um, we have our little chat group, and it's just sort of our unofficial podcast club where we can sit there and, you know, share each other's shows, be on each other's shows, and just sort of support each other and be great online friends. So. Gotta give mad, mad love shoutouts to my boys and Team Fetch. Um, if it wasn't for you and your support, I probably would have actually quit, to be honest. And I know that, you know, Fear and Roe can say that as well, because it's, we all kind of get to the point where we get burnt out with podcasting. I think that all podcasters reach it at some point, where you're just like, what is the point of this? If you're not doing it as a full-time job and earning, you know, full-time income from it, and it's just your hobby, you're kind of like... I'm doing all this work and I'm not seeing necessarily any return or maybe it's just not fun anymore or it becomes too much work and too much of a hassle. And I guess to that point, which we all get to, you kind of just want to stop podcasting. And the nice thing about our Team Fetch group is we've been able to sort of talk each other off the ledge. You know, we'll be like, take that break, take a rest, you know, take a vacation, go on a hiatus, whatever you need to do. Just you know, don't necessarily like just give up and quit. And there's this one meme that I found that I kind of always share with them where it's like, readjust, refocus, you know, as many times as you need to. And basically that's kind of what you need to do in podcasting. If you get to the point where where you just get bored with things or it's frustrating or things aren't, you know, you're like, why am I even doing this anymore? Take a step back, take a break, you know, readjust, refocus, and come back to it fresh. You may come back to it doing the same show that you were doing before, or you may come back to it with a whole new idea for a show. And I kind of did that too, because I was getting to the point where I'm like, I was trying to get these guests on. I could never really get any bigger guests on, and I was getting frustrated myself with it. So I started doing the podcast, which is my side podcast. It's Paranormal Investigation and Exploration, which stands for Pi, or Pi stands for that. And I sort of did that as a side one that I wanted to do to do more paranormal conspiracy type stuff that wasn't on my main show because it didn't really necessarily fit with the geeky idea of things or whatever. So I started doing that one. And again, Mary Amber, who was super awesome, (laughs) did the theme song for that one. So big shout out, big shout out to her. And thanks for that. And so I started 
the podcast on the side, and that was, you know, to kind of respark my interest um, in podcasting, basically. And so in 2016, I kind of went over the idea that I want to do one a week. I was going to refocus and have one episode a week come out, you know, every week. And I was stockpiling them, so I'd record like three or four in a week sometimes and just have them queued and ready to go. So then if I, you know, didn't want to record a week or there's vacation or whatever, I'd have something ready to go. And that was super fun. And it got to the point, though, where I was like, you know, things fall off and things happen and family life comes up and personal life and health issues and all this other stuff right so it's it's been it was kind of like its own thing and I didn't end up necessarily having one in the can all the all the time so but it was a really good a good learning lesson and I think that that's the other thing too that people think when they first start podcasting and I know that me and Fear have talked about it a few times on other podcasts that we've done where people come into it thinking that there is this Special magic podcast formula and rules. And there's not. There is no rules. It's whatever you want it to be. The show doesn't have to be an hour long. It doesn't have to be released every week on Wednesday or whatever day you pick. There is no rules. It's whatever you want it to be. And a lot of people, because we live in the world we live in, binge things. So we binge Netflix shows. We binge, you know, Crave and Hulu and everything like that. A lot of people binge podcasts. They will save up. They will have one day a week. You know, maybe Sunday is their chill day. And they get up and have a coffee and listen to all the podcasts from that week. And they will go back to back catalogs too. So, I mean, there doesn't necessarily have to be a certain day. Like, yes, people like it. People like me who listen at work to podcasts. I don't really listen to them at home or on the weekends. I listen at work. So, it's like I have my schedule. These ones come on on Monday. This one's on Tuesday. This one's on Wednesday. But then in between, I will go back and listen to back episodes of other ones that, you know, I may have missed, go back in their catalog or catch up on ones that I missed the week before if I was off or whatever, right? So there's no set rules. And I think that like everyone gets to that point where they learn that. They learn that it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be released on the same time every week. People will listen. If people like your show and your content, they will listen to it. That's more important than necessarily having these set rules and I think that that's what kind of really bothered me too about going back to Potter and family they're trying to make it this set little thing of rules and control it and it's nice it's good for networking and stuff but podcasting is whatever you want it to be and that's why so many people are drawn to it because it's whatever you make of it it's the community it's your own thing it's your own hobby so you can do you know, 10 minute shows that some people do. They do just quick little 10 minute shows daily. You can do a five hour long show and do it once a month and whatever you want in between. And getting to that point where I realized that, you know, in 2017 kind of kind of made a big difference. Um, again, in 2017 too, that I had surgery. So, you know, there was going to be a time where I wasn't necessarily doing podcasts every week. Um, but yeah, so getting back to maybe like some of the bigger guests that I have, I think after Recap the Band, the biggest one that I had next was Dan Geasley from Big Brother. And he's kind of just like an online Twitch channel for gaming and stuff. But for me, it was trying to like, I saw him doing, he does a lot of motivational speaking and stuff and was like very active online. So I was like, you know what, maybe this is someone I could get on my show. And it was a lot of back and forth for months and talking to his publicist and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And getting him on because he was on two seasons of Big Brother and was like one of one of my favorites on the show. So that was really cool to have him on. And I was sort of like fangirling over it and other people that, you know, may not know who he was or understand how much 
you know, he was a big part of my life or whatever. We're like, oh, you know, why is it, why are you fangirling over it? But people have their different people that they're fans of. So he was my big, first big one on the show. And then after him, I had, well, not after him, but the next one would have been Melissa Ebby, who was on the show Face Off. And I love the show Face Off. I love costume makeup and all that. And I've been watching it probably since the beginning. And I decided, you know, I'm going to try and get some of these people on my show. So I was asking them and, you know, she was one of the ones that responded right away. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come on. And she was super cool to have on and talk about makeup type stuff. And then, you know, even afterwards, she's like, oh, I'm sorry if I was awkward. And I was like, no, like, you're real and that's awesome. And, you know, it was super cool having having her on. So she's probably like, you know, the last the last biggest one I have on. I kind of went through this phase too where I was like, you know, really trying hardcore to get guests to come on the show and like get bigger ones because I figured oh you know maybe if I get some bigger guests on the show then again like maybe my numbers will go up or you know whatever but it got to the point where that was just stressful and annoying and getting disappointed and shot down or ignored by you know publicists and whatever is is kind of annoying and when I'm the only one doing it myself so Little Geek Lost from the beginning has been all me the recording, the editing, the posting, the social media, the networking, promoting, all of that is all just on me. A lot of other podcasts have co-hosts, whereas I do it all myself. So trying to come up with guests all the time and network and find people was, it was getting like disappointing. I was getting burnt out. So I kind of, again, decided to readjust and refocus and go back to just having people I knew on, having, you know, people from my team Fetch Circle on. My best friend Kat has been on a few times and just sort of, do things that way um and then coming up to this year it was getting to be my 90th episode and i love the 90s i've done a few episodes on 90s music and stuff so i thought you know what i'm gonna do a series on 90s music and so i thought that'd be a fun way to come up to my 100th episode so again i had some guests on but it was just people that i knew and did did some myself and kind of just worked my way through those in the 90s and I thought that you know it might be going forward it might be more fun to do some more of these like themed episodes or just chunks of you know sets of different themes or whatever right so again it's just refocusing on whatever you want it to be whatever you want podcasting to be so we've reached 100 episodes it took me four years a lot of other podcasts probably got there sooner like I said but for me it's a big accomplishment being able to stick with something for this long through its ups and downs, through being frustrated, through doing it all myself, being the only one, you know, I've had guests on, but they're just guests, right? They're not really involved in any of the editing and posting and behind the scenes stuff. And that takes time. It takes a lot more time, most of the time, to do the back end stuff than to actually record the episode. And that's why it's super fun being a guest on other people's shows because you don't have to do any of that. You just show up and talk and that is it. So, going forward from 100th episodes, um, I mentioned the podcast and having that as my side paranormal type podcast. And I'm sorry if I sound like really stuffed up doing this because it's summer and it's allergy season and I'm allergic to everything, so I am super stuffy today. Um, but yeah, so the podcast, I kind of, because there's been like a few series or seasons or whatever and I've broken it into chunks... And it's always been one of those side things. And again, it's because I do it all myself. It's more work for me. I am going to be rolling it into Little Geek Gloss. So Little Geek Gloss is kind of my main brand. And I need to get focused back on branding it. So I'm going to be rolling podcast into Little Geek Gloss feed. 
it's going to be its own it's not going to be its own feed sorry anymore on itunes and everything it's just going to be part of logie gloss so after the 100th episode of logie gloss i'm going to dump all the pie episodes into logie gloss feed so if you're listening to this you can catch that i will mention it to other people and it'll sort of just fade away from being its own and just be merged into one because honestly it's a lot easier on me so to focus on that um, one other thing that I do want to mention on here that somehow I glossed over and it's kind of a big part of my life. So about coming up almost on a year ago, um, me and Fear were talking about doing more movie, movie and music episodes and that sort of spawned into doing a whole separate podcast called Box Office Beats. Um, Bob's our little baby of <laughs> podcast, The Little Green Monster. And we talk about music and movies. So you really need to check out Bob Eats Pod on Twitter and Instagram and the website Bob Eats Pod and look for Box Office Beats on iTunes because it is a great fun show. It is sort of like a little passion project that we do whenever we have the chance to do it right because he has all his FYFC stuff that's his main gig. I have my little Geek Lost and podcast which is my main gig but then we have Bob Eats Pod so it's super fun. There was a little green monster Bob and I love doing the art for him. It's one of those things where it's like it just comes and the ideas just flow and I, like I say, I don't control it. He just kind of like comes through me and makes me do the art for him. So I have tons of little bobs in the bob army and the art on Instagram and it's on the website as well. So I have to put that in there because you really need to check it out. So again, going forward after this episode, there will still be Bobby's Pond, Box Office Beats. There will still be podcasts, but it's going to be rolled into Little Geek Lost. But I'm also doing more stuff on YouTube, so I'm going to have a video series coming up soon, and it's going to be Little Geek Lost for Science, where I do super cool, not super cool, where I do science experiments at home. I wanted to do um, science experiments, but ones that are super easy that you can just do with household stuff, so you don't have to go out to the store and buy, like, you know, iron shavings and magnets and all those other things you can just do it with stuff you have in your house so stuff like vinegar and baking soda and water and vegetable oil and salt and just whatever you may have laying in your kitchen or your pantry or your garage or whatever right so there's going to be videos coming soon probably within the next week or two launching that on my youtube channel little geek lost so you should check that out there's already a teaser up for it i would head on head on over (laughs) and check that out for sure And then also the summer is again summer of horror so last year i did this thing where it was like summer of horror horror not horrors where i watched a whole pile of like mini marathons of horror movies so i did like 90s and then there's like teen ones and just different types of ones and it was just sort of for my own thing getting back into horror movies which is sort of where not really my roots but like i feel more at home i guess (laughs) and starting with those so this summer i'm going to do them for the podcast so for logic loss it's going to be on the the podcast and a blog and there'll just be mini movie marathons where it'll be stuff like sea creatures and psychological thrillers and found footage and you know maybe more slasher or whatever and just ones like that where i will watch a series of five-ish movies probably and then just do a talk and my thoughts on them um i may do some live tweeting i haven't decided yet but it's something that i'm kind of really looking forward to doing summer of horror up until probably well the fall because there is this local film fest uh terror in the bay i believe last year was their first year and it's 
local people putting on horror movies that they get from like other independent people or local ones. And so this year I decided to get involved with them as a sponsor and promote them through my podcast as well. So every time I do a Summer of Horror one, there's going to be a mention of them in the show and on the website to kind of, you know, if there's anyone locally that's watching, but also give them like some promotion as well. So that is the stuff that is coming up the rest of this year. So, I mean, if you're listening to this, I appreciate it. (laughs) I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast Solo ones are weird for me to do, but I still do them. I never really end up talking that long. This one's probably like the longest solo one that I've done. Because usually it's weird to think that I can't talk for that long by myself. Which is like crazy because I can talk to other people for hours and hours and hours. You know, I've had like, like I said with the British ones, it's always been like three hours. Or other people has been, you know, more than that. And talking about myself is just feels weird. But I'm going to be doing more I guess of that and the horror ones are going to be by myself so that will be their own kind of topics and yeah like getting to 100 episodes you know I'm I'm proud of myself and my husband and my friend Kat have said you know that they're proud of me for sticking to it to this point and it, for me it's my own big accomplishment so even though it took me four years to get here and maybe longer than other people I still got here I still made it to 100 episodes and that is a big deal for me so I really appreciate it listening if you're one of the people that have left a rating and review I really appreciate that even more <laughs> if you're listening and you haven't done that that would be amazing to do so you can find the show on iTunes and everything and check it out and leave the rating and review on there and you know thanks thanks again for listening and sticking around for 100 episodes and maybe I'll make it to 200 I don't know. I don't have plans necessarily yet, but we will see what happens. So again, thanks. So as I close off this episode, I kind of just wanted to give some shout outs to those that I've met along the way and kind of helped me and are an important part of my podcast journey. So of course, thanks to my family and my husband and, and my best friend, Kat, who have been there for episodes, whether guesting or just putting up with me doing podcasting, encouraging me to do it for four years and sort of not give up. <laughs> um, shout outs to Jack, Matt and Susie, my Brit crew there, <laughs> my British friends who have been awesome and done podcasts with me and just sort of been great friends along the way. Um, shout out to Blame Your Brother Podcast, Debrew from there because met him through Loud and Obnoxious and was like just a podcasting friend along the way. Um, from there I met Cooter and Minx. <laughs> so good old Tasha and Alice and love you guys. Um, you're awesome and just kind of happy to know you through the world of podcasting. And last but not least... <coughs> And last but not least, of course, gotta give big love out to Team Fetch, Fear, Row, and I am um, meeting you guys as sort of a great part part of Potter and Family, even though kind of moved on from that. We started our own little Team Fetch group and just how we can support each other and help each other out when we feel like quitting and basically stop each other from quitting podcasting almost on a monthly basis it seems but i had to give mad love to my team fetch crew an honorary team fetch member fearcast j i'll throw him in there too because he's been on a few episodes and met him through fear so that's been kind of fun so yeah those are uh those are my shout outs
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Little Geek Lost. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cyanide with two N's. The extra N is for extra awesome. As well as the show feed at Little Geek Lost. And you can check out the website littlegeeklost.com for all my show info, my blogs, my podcast, anything else that I feel like posting. As well, the show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and review and I will read it on a future show. And again, thanks for tuning in.